When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along here with Hall of Fame linebacker Derek Brooks here at American Social on the Identity and uh, I want you guys to make sure you go to our podcast, Sports Day Tampa Bay. We're there every Monday through Friday. Myself, Steve Versnick. You can get it on tampabay.com. You can also get it on anywhere there you find uh, podcasts available. All right, Derek, great to be with you. First of all, this is yes. a nice venue. We're here out uh, first day of the National Football League. It starts for real. <laughs> Thursday night football, of course. We've got uh, the, the, the Bears uh, hosting the uh, Green Bay Packers. Yes. You've been through a lot of opening days. Um, it's probably different when you're a rookie, maybe than in your than in your final year. Mm-hmm. But what what is this day like when it finally gets here? When you've gone through the trials of training camp and everything else? Well, I think it it brings a different ants, a different emotion. Uh, it's kind of like the first day of school uh, for you again. And for me, always try to keep that fresh feeling of, of hitting the grass for the first time. Uh, Rick, I had always wanted to open on the road yeah. because I felt whenever we played at home, I just felt the sense of urgency to, to do. Too much expectation. Yeah, it's like to do much the day, the night. You know, hey, man, the nights were longer. I mean, it's just the anticipation when we opened at home was a lot different. So I tend to want it to open on the road to just kind of, you know, settle things and, and get it out the way. But uh, the, what the players are going through right now, particularly since uh, we switched to a Thursday night game. Yeah. You know, you're getting a lot of scouting uh, going on right now, so players get a chance to to taste that, especially the first two teams that's out. They want to play well, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's a feeling, uh, unfortunately, that's hard sometimes for me to describe it unless you're going through it. But it's, it's one of anticipation that, you know, every player, uh, to be honest with you, uh, look forward to. I think you, you mentioned playing on the road. There's a lot of things that happen at home with family, with tickets, a lot of distraction. <laughs> You're getting pulled and pushed, and so getting in that hotel sometimes is the best thing for you, right? Yes, yes it is. And I can say now on the road, it's just you and the team. Yeah. And, again, it eliminates really a lot of distraction, especially for rookies right. who, hasn't gone, who hadn't gone through this at this level yet. It's good to have them going with it at, on the team on the road. So I've always, I says I got – you know, in it a few years, like, man, I wish, you know, we opened on the road except for one year. The year we won the Super Bowl, I felt we should have been <laughs> opening here at, right. at home instead of in Philly, but we went on the road and took care of business. The only Super Bowl champion since and maybe before to not get to open. You closed the vet and then you got to open the link and won both games. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I mean, you could probably tell that still bothers yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> bothers a lot of people from that Super Bowl team. Um, we're going to get into uh, into the Bucks, of course, into the Bears and the Packers. But I want to start with something that happened yesterday. Of course, everybody mm-hmm. knows Super Bowl 55 will be here in Tampa in 2021 mm-hmm. uh, after the 2020 season. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking, I was saying to my wife, since you're the founder of Brooks DeBartolo High School and, um, you know, you work for the NFL and, you just needed something else to do. <laughs> you know, you just didn't have enough to do. So, thankfully, Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, they were thinking 55, 
That's Derek Brooks. <laughs> so it's a perfect synergy for you to be the co-chairman of the Super Bowl host yeah. committee, Super Bowl 55. Congratulations on that. Well, thank what, you. what does this mean? Now, this is uh, everybody uh, that is probably familiar with the, the Super mm -hmm. Bowl has been here a couple times, um, several times, actually. But this event has grown by leaps and bounds. Yes. Your, your interest in this is as much for what, what, how the community can benefit yes. than, than just simply an event that's taking place. Yes, when uh, Rob and the group, uh, even you know, going back to Todd Lawicki, when yeah. you know, we first started making pitches for the Super Bowl and, and myself talking uh, to Rob Higgins about it, you know, I got excited because I knew where we were going as a city and where right. we were growing. And the opportunity for the state of Florida to – Holds back-to-back Super Bowls, you know, even excited me more being a Floridian. So, yeah. honestly, just kind of got in the weeds and really started to learn what the process and what the beer process looked like. Uh, as I shared yesterday, I, I was a little bit nosy when Mr. Glazer was alive and asking <laughs> him, hey, what does it take when, you know, I heard the stories of, of him being very boisterous, you know, to make sure Tampa didn't get looked over when we got – the Super Bowl in 2001 and how we built this stadium was promised these things. And over the years, he shared little tidbits with me in terms of how well, we were able to get it done. So I've always been curious about it. So when I was asked to play this role, uh, the first thing I said is, one, we got to leave a legacy Yeah. in terms of what that is. And, yes, we'll do it from an economic standpoint. You know, look at the numbers in the cities. Those things prove themselves. But – where we're going, you know, as a, as a country, where we're going as a city, what I stand for, I want something that's going to be lasting forever. And the vein that kept lining up was education. Right. You know, there's not enough runway when it gets to education, and the measurables can be across so many, you know, variables and pillars that mm -hmm. it can be lasting, and it involves everybody. So when I started talking to Rob and aligning those synergies and, and he can say, I think we can, you know, get this done. I think this is, you know, a piece of it that we can do. And obviously uh, a chance to work with Will Weatherford. Yeah. Uh, obviously been, you know, a fan, <laughs> a, fan, a fan of his and what he's been able to do in the political world. Yeah. It just, you know, was a natural involvement of our ties at Florida State being, for one, that we've come together. And really for the last uh, year that we've been behind the scenes working on this, we've covered a lot of ground in terms of getting it done. So the point I just wanted to make yesterday, hey, this is not about namesakes, you know, for me. This is about the grunt, the grind. And, yes, is it going to be a lot of work? Absolutely. But I look at it as an opportunity. I don't look at it as pressure. And I think uh, we've seen what the college football playoffs has done. I think uh, there was over yes. a million-dollar grant given through the Extra Yard program. So these mm -hmm. are the kind of, of real investments that can be made into education, which is what you've been about really your mm -hmm. whole life going back to the Brooks Bunch. Right. And, you know, our teachers at our school was a part of that extra yard for teachers initiative. And, again, we put those dollars to work immediately and effectively yeah. that the CFP came back, Rick, a year later. Didn't wow. even have to to say, you know what, they did such a great job. We should get them another $200,000. Wow. So, again, that's, that to me was my first taste of legacy yeah. in terms of what it can be, and that was teacher-focused. Well, this here is going to be more childhood education and youth education-focused. And, okay. you know, I, I really want to share a lot of the rollout, but we yeah. got to wait, yeah. you know, to the fall when we roll it completely out so everybody will be a part of it. But 
for what we've been able to share with our founding partners thus far. They're all on board with our social initiative. And, you know, you mentioned the Super Bowl in 2001. I mean, you've been in this community since you came here to play in 1995. Of course, a lifelong Floridian mm -hmm. from Pensacola. The way this area has grown and, and, and the, the challenges that come with mm -hmm. that growth, right, you know all about that. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of, of need that, yes. that, that gets overlooked sometimes because we're into, you know, again, mm -hmm. like this is an enormous worldwide event and yes. everybody's focused on, on the game and the teams. And you were part of a Super Bowl, mm -hmm. so you know what that's, that, that side yes. of the circus is. But, but there, not everybody gets to benefit from it, and that's, mm -hmm. that's what you're trying to do is, right. is exactly. everyone benefit. You couldn't have stated any, best, you know, any better in the fact that, you know, the way we look at how we're doing this is, hey, we want this to be at least seven to ten days long. Yeah. Lead it, lead it from the championship games to send things up, you know, in the bye week to the actual planning of the week heading into the game. Yeah. That there's going to be something – during these two weeks that we're here, that's for everybody. And the diversity in what we're bringing in mm. terms of events, in terms of initiatives, in terms of locations, in terms of people, yeah. we want to be able to serve everybody's need, no matter what it is. And from a safety standpoint, you know, from everything, and we start the planning on that, we want this to be the best. And again, I'm a naturally competitive person, so I, I've looked at, you know, we'll look at all other 54 <laughs> Super Bowls prior, sure. you know, to see. This hey, has to where, be the best. Yeah, where where can we go, you know, and have the best of everything? Yeah. And at the same time, you know, where can we enhance something that other Super Bowls have done really well? Where can we make them better? Yeah. Not just looking at the pitfalls, but looking at their successes as well. And I've had the fortunes of going to the really the last uh, 10 Super Bowls, yeah. and looking at it from a business standpoint, as I knew we were, you know, behind the scenes preparing to do this. So mm. I've been getting uh, very educated, <laughs> you know, in the world. And it, it's not, you know, it's not bad that uh, I do have a few NFL contacts yes, and, and friends to, to call upon. But we are uh, extremely excited to do this and, you know, for Rob Higgins and that group to yeah. obviously ask me to be a part of it is, is extremely humbling. Well, it's very, very smart of them. Of course, Super Bowl 55 and, and number 55 going to be a big part of that as the Super Bowl host committee co-chairman. I want to talk about, of course, what we're here for, mm -hmm. and that's uh, the start of the NFL season. Of mm -hmm. course, it's the Packers at the Bears. But on Sunday, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Bruce Arians, that era begins Derek, I've talked to you before. This mm -hmm. is the fifth coach now in 11 years. There's been a lot of turnover. Yes. But that team has continued to build in certain areas. But anytime you get a new coaching staff, you're going to mm -hmm. have change, and they're going to have a lot of change on schem schematically on both sides of the ball. Let's start with Arians, though. Mm -hmm. You went from a coach that built this thing, uh, you know, with you and, mm -hmm. and Warren Sapp and John Lynch and all those guys, Tony Dungy, who was here and, and made it to a championship game made the playoffs a lot of times, couldn't quite get there, and then they make a change to John Gruden. Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult thing sometimes for players, right? Right. Um, you feel like you're on one direction. I've talked to you in the past. How much are these players now, how much of the key to this thing is the buy-in to Bruce Arians, to his staff, and what, what the direction they want to take them? Well, I think, you know, for the change that we went back through from 01 to 02 was a little bit different because we spent – four or five years of turning the franchise around. around. Yeah. So it was a lot of heartache and learning lessons. And 
and things built up that when the change happened, you know, it was difficult to swallow because we still had probably 90% of our team still under right. con under contract right. and doing it. Where under the recent changes, that has not been the case with the team. That's so true. the alliances hasn't been there true. in terms of where it was. And secondly, we were so, I guess, built so one way on one side of the football in terms of our defense that that side of the ball was technically locked up too from the coaching standpoint. Right. So the changes that was made, it took a leader like Coach Dungy, to be honest with you, Rick, to, to understand what he'd done in his spirit to sit here and tell a young Derek Brooks who probably was, you know, as upset as any, you know, helping him pack his stuff in the ring. Oof. To I say, that night. Yeah. you know, you need to move on. Yeah. This team needs you. This organization needs you. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. You know, he shared with me that he was going to Indianapolis and it was going to be announced in the next couple of days. But in that moment, you know, it made me appreciate him so much more that in the middle of, a, you know, packing his <laughs> The items, lowest time of his Yes, his and career. I'm like, Coach, you're unbelievable, but you're spending the time to make sure I'm okay because you're seeing the greater good yeah. of this team. Now, are relationships like that thus far in this league? I don't know. Yeah. But in particular to the changes that was made here, None of the coaches have been here long enough to build that equity That's up. That's true, yeah. You know, in the franchise. And they didn't have the success. Exactly, right. to, to go behind that. So yeah. that's why you look at some of the changes now, and, and I, you know, could probably say from, you know, me being a fan of Coach Arians that he can handle that. Yeah. When And I, and I can't – I'm not saying that from a player standpoint. I'm looking at it from a coach's standpoint. Mm -hmm. When you're able to galvanize – a staff who had other options to go work and find employment, mm -hmm. but to say, we want to come back here and reunite and do what we did somewhere else again with you, mm -hmm. that speaks volumes to me. That if they believe in his leadership and wanted to come together in that chemistry, how can they pour that on a football team and a franchise? Is yet to be seen, but that was a big statement to, that was made back this spring to me yeah. outside looking in like, man, they had all these other choices to go, but they want to wait and see mm -hmm. <laughs> what Coach Aarons is going to do. Yeah. Got that, that's, that's something, Derek, that you need to pay attention to. And being around them and seeing how that chemistry go and how they, they've worked together, I've been very impressed, to be honest with you. He's been known as, uh, of course, an offensive guy. The quarterback whisperer wrote a book about it. He's been around some great quarterbacks, tutored some great quarterbacks, starting with Peyton Manning, mm -hmm. going on to Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, even Tim Couch. Now comes Jameis Winston, and mm -hmm. it's, he's made no secret about this, that Jameis Winston's a guy he's known since he was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And that position, as you know, in the, in the league, is, is a unique one, that coach-quarterback mm -hmm. relationship probably unlike yes. any other in sport really mm -hmm. um and so Jameis knows he has his backing how important is that you think for Jameis and and what do you think that that Bruce it's a new system we'll get into that but what do you think Bruce will impart on him how much of that ex those experiences and bringing guys like Clyde Christensen and now mm -hmm. Byron Leftwich, who's a young coordinator but has seen the game as a quarterback mm -hmm. what will that mean to Jameis Winston well I think one is start with Jameis knows now 
someone that believes in him. Yeah. And it's not to say that Coach Cutter didn't believe right. in him. But when you talk about a relationship with a kid that's been 15, that was 15 and now coming back into your life and to openly come on Rex that he believes in you, mm -hmm. you know, from a player, that's, man, that's just a, a jolt of confidence, yeah. you know, that really words can't describe. Yeah. At the same time, it brings the reality of if there's anybody from an organization standpoint to figure out the answer for the quarterback position, it's going to be Coach Arians. Right. And that's with or without Jameis. Preferably, I want it with him. <laughs> I've gone on numerous records of saying, you know, my belief in him since, yeah. obviously, high school and coming to Florida State you watch is, has never yeah. wavered since. Right. But from a franchise standpoint, say, if we're going to get this figured out any, in any capacity, whatever, we had the right leader in place to do it with Coach Aaron. So by having that confidence in Jameis, Coach Aaron's being the answer, I think now obviously comes the opportunity, not the pressure, to get this done and to get this done the way that Coach Arians wants to do it. And he's surrounded him. Hey, I got a young quarter, a young coordinator that's not very far removed from the game right. that can relate to you on certain levels that we can't. I got an older coach that I trust going back way to the Temple days that I trust as a head coach that I know can, can pour things on you, whether it's life, whether it's football. So I feel I've given you that cocoon, yeah, you know, to be there. And he's even mentioned, hey, by the way, he's a – you know, you got a relationship, uh, you know, with Derrick Brooks that he don't even have to have one with you, but he does. Yeah. So I think Coach Aaron's is kind of giving Jameis that reality, if I want to use that word, to be in an environment to get better and lead this football team. And as I share with Jameis, hey, just focus on being the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. The leader, leadership role, all those things will naturally take care of themselves. But right now, you're in a position right now that – that's where they need you to perform your best right. as the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not as a leader, not in a leadership role. Those things will take care of themselves. And it's difficult, and you know this, Derek, when you're the number one overall pick, you're going to the worst National Football League team. Mm -hmm. There's an expectation that you're going to be the guy that delivers them. Uh, I think that position, you always have mm -hmm. the ball, right? You have to make yes. all the decisions. But Jameis has grown up. I mean, we see in the National Football mm -hmm. League, it's, it's unusual for a guy that's not 28, 29, 30, to get to a Super Bowl. Most mm -hmm. of these quarterbacks look in their own division. Drew yes. Brees, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan didn't get there till he was 33. Mm -hmm. You got a couple of, of uh, NFL MVPs and a Super Bowl MVP. Yes. That's who he's having to beat to get mm -hmm. to the playoffs. So he's starting now to catch up in terms of experience. He's right. finally getting enough mm -hmm. behind him to where now he can move forward and do the things you got to do. Right. And, you know, for the most part, you know, he's – you know, played through some injuries to do it. Yes, he's got, he got he got some playing equity now uh, to catch up with that. Now that playing equity from a physical standpoint now has to turn to a mental standpoint. Right. As, you know, Coach Left Leftwich famously said, we don't need the money throws, we need the right throws. We don't need the money decisions, <laughs> we need the right decisions. So he can't put any simpler than that, you know, for, for what he measures Jameis and what the expectations is, or that they have of Jameis in his offense. Right. We've got uh, a new defensive coordinator as well. Todd Bowles has been a head coach in this league. That, that certainly matters. He's had success as a defensive coordinator in this league. But we're not used to seeing this defense in Tampa. Mm -hmm. This is not the Tampa 2. <laughs> <laughs> and, frankly, when they name a defense after you, um, it's kind of hard to duplicate it. And maybe this is a good thing. Maybe, yes. maybe they need to get away from trying to be 
the Tampa two. But you know how football has evolved with the rules, yes. with with the, the advantage that that receivers have, that quarterbacks have. How much will will this style, if you will, you know, press press man, mm-hmm. uh, the illusion of pressure, pressure uh, from different? How much will that? Uh, excite these yes. guys on defense. What, what, what do you, how do you think that will play in the NFL right well, now? Well, I think it'll play well because of the talent that they went out to get to play this defense. Right. Let, let's, you know, a little, bit, you know, run through a quick history here. When, you know, going all the way back from, you know, Monty being the coordinator to Raheem being the head coach to Mike Smith coming here, all these guys have been traditional four, four three guys. So this is the first coordinator yep. since 1996. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's coming here. That's not a traditional four defensive lineman down. And they went out and made the changes personnel-wise. And obviously, you know, Gerald, you know, got caught up in that person. I say get caught up, but decision was made that he wasn't a fit for this personnel. And that was a hard decision, right. you know, that they made. So this is the first time that you – you saw that enough of the roster wasn't still here that they were able to make these personnel changes for Coach Bowles to come in right. and bring this style of defense. Now, I'm anxious to learn where in what particular scheme and style does he trust with these players. Yeah. In terms of he's, his staff has always been, again, he's found a way to find – the best position for the players on the field to be successful. That's kind of been he's known, his calling card yeah. and what he's known for, whether it's been different pressure packages, whether it's been different base packages. He's found that unique knack to do that for everybody's skill set. Yeah. Now, I'm anxious, and again, talking to a good, good friend of mine today about this was, I'm anxious to learn, you know, what coach hasn't shown. Yeah, in terms of what, what they he trusts, back. right, and what he turns of how he trusts his defense, because in the years past, in order for him to do that, he had to have a level of trust with them, turn the players. Right. Where is that going to be with this defense? And is it going to be week one? Is it going to be week three? What's going to be those tendencies? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That show where he trusts his defense and putting them in certain positions for success. You know, I've preseason, I love the pressure package and the pressure combination packages they, that they've been able to put together. Uh, I'm still waiting for them to tackle. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> That's right. Again, part majority, of the game. And early in the season, you, you know, know it's, it's not good, right? Tackling the first three to four weeks are not going to be good because the guys that are going to be tackling are the ones that had the least amount of reps That's in doing right. it. That's right. So where is, the, where is this team going to make up for that with – Running, you know, the simple things, running to the ball, pursuit drill, pursuit angles, yeah. you know, finishing off ball, going for turnovers. Like, where mm-hmm. is that? So I'm anxious to see, mm-hmm. you know, what that's going to be from a defensive standpoint. But, again, for the first time since 1996, you get a chance to see a different scheme of defense yep. with a different set of players. And, like I said, from what I've seen thus far, I like the change. One of those players is a 21-year-old kid from LSU, that you have started to get to know first yes. as a person. You didn't want to 
and mm -hmm. put too much on the football side of things. But Devin White is, is the quarterback of this defense at an age where not many guys maybe be mature enough to handle that. You know him a little bit. Um, I think the tape speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. how, how do you think he will respond as a rookie with that much responsibility? Man, Rick, you know, selfishly, I, I was really hoping that, you know, he didn't have to have that responsibility. He can just go out and line up, do my job, <laughs> play, play, and see some of that physical skill set, yeah. you know, that I saw in college. But he's been able to handle that. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, one of the differences that, you know, he's he's been able to do it from, unfortunately, with the injury to, Beck, with, to Kendall, that he's been able to do it from, right. you know, the third practice on. So he's used to the communication in, in his ear. Now, as I told him, Everything gets faster, so yeah. you're going to have to slow it down. Yeah. And now as you slow it down, you still got the physical aspect of how you see the game because you're going to see some speed you've never seen before. Right. I say, now your body going to naturally react to it, but you still got the mental aspect because you're calling the defense. So I'm anxious to help him, yeah. you know, get through it. Uh, as I tell these kids, I'm a resource <laughs> as much, you know, as you use me. But, I, but again, I'm anxious to see how quickly he learned and how quickly he picks up on it because, obviously, the physical skill set is there. When he lines up, knows what he's doing, and not, not having to do a lot of thinking about it, man, those quick, yeah. that quick twist, that's getting downhill to the pole, that's finishing off, those are the, the things that I love you get a chance to see. But also what comes to it now is the mental aspect of it, and I just hope it doesn't take away early on, doesn't take away what he's able to do physically. All right, we got Bucks 49ers on Sunday. They come in here. You know John Lynch, the general manager. Not mm -hmm. surprisingly, he has built this team with a defensive line that is going to get after you. DeForest Buckner is there. Nick Bosa is there. Um, across the board, these are number one picks, guys that can play. Mm -hmm. What do you make of the 49ers? They get their quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. How good is this football well, team? Well, we'll start defensively up front, man. They're long. Yeah. <laughs> They're long and tall, and – I think uh, quick scouting report, they got to know what D4 it is every time. Yes. You know, the snaps he's played in the preseason, uh, John Lee, they look very like that's a very, very smart decision yeah. in, in getting him. Yeah. So he brings, again, matching up with their length and strength, getting speed and power with him is going to be good. Now, whether Bosa plays, we, we don't still, know we're still yeah. waiting to see. But what Buckner was able to do now, get an experienced rusher, you know, on the outside, they can, you know, pose some problems for throwing lanes. That's why, you know, offensively, you have to be able to run the football. Uh, if we're not able to run the football, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. You know, we, you got to be able to run the football and stay balanced. And now it's able to settle a first-year offensive coordinator with he has options in, in staying ahead on downs, yeah. helps the quarterback, helps the team, helps the game. It's, again, winning football in that regard. Defensively, got to go out to the ball, get turnovers. Yeah, you know, I would say tackle, make sure tackle first. You know, that's a concentration. Second, second guy strips the ball. Yes, and then you know, look to go to turnovers again. First month of the season, highest level of turnovers because yeah. again, not being able to players have the ball. They're not used to having the ball thus far this young in the season. So that's right. Got to take advantage of that from a defensive standpoint. Finally, got to make the kicks. <laughs> uh, you know, again, I. Jumped out of there a couple years ago all over one kicker that didn't pan out. So I'm, again, <laughs> holding back on going down that road this yes, time. But right. I'm just encouraging, you know, Mr. Cage. Got to make every kick because every, every point counts, you know, this early in the season. And then yeah. from a San Francisco standpoint, it really comes down to a quarterback. Yeah. Obviously, want to run the football, kind of see can Tevin, you know, 
can he handle more of a load versus sure. being an interchangeable back? Sure. But it is uh, the debut of the quarterback two weeks ago wasn't that good. No, and, you know, no. He wasn't proud of that performance, but they got to find the answer because they made the financial investment that he was a long-term answer, and they're going to find out now as he recovered from the injury and is their performance is really going to come down to how well the quarterback plays. He's Derek Brooks, the Hall of Famer, breaking it down for us here on the Identity Sports Day Tampa Bay. Derek, thanks so much. Oh, we'll thank you. See anytime. what's going to happen Sunday. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with Steve Versnick here from Sports Day Tampa Bay uh, with the Identity, and we are at American Social, which is the first time, believe it or not, I don't get out much. I haven't been here yet. You haven't been here before? <laughs> no. It's a fantastic spot. The old Jacksons. Yep. Down on Harbor Island, and uh, right. they've now, done I have a been great to Jacksons, job. obviously, and they yep. re, they refitted it, but it's a, it's a beautiful place. Of course, we've got the National Football League starts tonight. Chicago Bears hosting the Green Bay Packers. Tony Dungy's uh, in the house there at yeah. Soldier Field. So. Way, did you see the Brett Favre spot with uh, the guys from the Saturday Night Live, the yeah. Bears skit that they did, about a five-minute video NBC it put together? Good. It, it was, was really very good. good. About how they constantly celebrate the same Super Bowl. You, let me get this straight. You guys have <laughs> one Super Bowl. And you just keep talking about it. And in Green Bay, of course, they named the trophy after Vince Lombardi. I thought it was a Ditka trophy. That's what they said in the video. <laughs> That's right. No, those, those spots are great. So uh, this is it. It starts for real tonight. And then, of course, on Sunday, the Bucks hosting uh, the San Francisco 49ers. So I was over at uh, the Bucks uh, this afternoon. We talked to both uh, coordinators. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting, and I think it's going to be different. Fans probably won't notice it, but Bruce Arians not calling plays for the first time in his career as a head coach is something that is going to be weird from him. He's used to uh, screaming at officials, which he does very well. <laughs> well he'll and still do that. And then he'll, he'll have more time to do that, actually. And then looking at his play sheet and then screaming at officials, now it'll just be, just be that. Um, I, I'm interested to see sort of how this offense is going gonna, is gonna to function, quite frankly, against the San Francisco 49ers defensive line because we've mentioned the talent that they have on that side of the ball across the board starting with D Ford who's going to be going up against DeMar Dotson, DeForest Buckner against Alex Kappa who's a rookie. We saw them get steamrolled by the by the Cleveland Browns for a couple series not too many weeks ago in the in the most that they have played and the scary thing to me that's going to be something to watch is that Bruce Arians is absolutely not going to help those guys. I mean, he is resolute that, no, I don't believe in keeping a running back in. I don't believe in, in uh, chipping with the tight end. I want to get five guys out because if you keep guys in, nobody's open. So really, this is going to be up to Jameis Winston to get the ball out of his hands, find an open receiver, whether it's a check down or whatever it is. But I think this year, Jameis Winston, you can expect to get hit and to get hit a lot. It will, and, it, and Derek Brooks talked about it. The key to the game is going to be the running game. Yes. And, and part of that offensive line. Absolutely. And, you know, Peyton Barber, Bruce Arians has talked about how well he likes Peyton Barber as, as the running back. The real question is, will Ronald Jones become that number two? Yeah. Um, you know, can he step up in year two and become really a bon – you know, you think of, you know, in, in New Orleans, and they don't have the, the duo anymore, but Kamara and Ingram. But that's the And perfect, how powerful yeah, that was. that's the perfect inside-outside mm -hmm. sort of combination. And yeah. that's what you need in the NFL today. You can't have just one back. And, and Daria Gumbawale is going to take a lot of the third-down yeah. snaps and that. But for the running game part, Ronald Jones is really, I think, the key to this offense. I mean, the offensive line, I think, needs to stay healthy because I don't think there's a lot of depth there. Right. But the running – because we know – look, we know Jameis Winston can throw to Mike Evans. Right. We know he can throw to, to Cameron Brait in the red zone. And O.J. Howard's a tremendous talent. and So the, they've got the skill position players on the outside. Yeah. Can they run the ball? And if they can do that, it's going to make Jameis' job a lot easier. 
It will, and yet, um, you know, I don't know where, I don't I imagine that Peyton Barber will start. I don't know how much Ronald Jones, I think this is going to be obviously a committee approach. I also think that if Ronald Jones gets it going, he'll keep feeding the hot hand. Um, it's, it's not an absolute that, that Barber, since he's their, their RB1, is going to get the lion's shares of the carries. I think they're looking for guys that can, uh, you know, that can be explosive in the running game. And the best way to slow down that pass rush is to run the ball right at D4, to run the ball right at uh, Bosa if he plays or whoever those defensive linemen are um, because they want to get upfield. They want to be, they want to be disruptive. Um, but offensively, everything is still, in my mind, going to run through Mike Evans. And there's an unbelievable matchup. I could, I could watch these two guys go at it every week. But Richard Sherman and Mike Evans is one of the best one-on-one battles in the NFL. And the two times that he's played them, Mike Evans has actually come out ahead. That's not to minimize what Richard Sherman's still capable of doing, even at his age. I talked to Mike Evans. He says he is absolutely his favorite guy to go against. And that matchup, the great thing about it is just because Sherman's out there, they're still going to give shots to their to their number one receiver. Well, look, I mean, Mike Evans is, without a question, the best player on the Tampa he Bay is. Buccaneers. He absolutely I mean, is. You, I mean, Jameis is talented. And Dominican Sue, of course, he's a little later in his career. Right. Devin White may become a, a, a tremendous player in this league. And you've got others, too. But yeah. Mike Evans is, without a doubt, the best player on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if the ball's not going through him in the offense, then there's an, a problem. And it's probably not going to be a good day for the Buccaneers. Right. you got Chris Godwin, who's going to be moving around a lot. I think they'll move Mike as well play some slot. Chris Godwin's going to play some slot. The key to me in the passing game, as much as Mike Evans will get things started, is going to be O.J. Howard and maybe even some Cam Brait. Bruce Arians has never had two tight ends like this. You know, he doesn't involve his tight ends very much in the offense because, frankly, he's never had that luxury. I think O.J. Howard, you're going to have a lot of matchups that they're going to have to kind of pick their poison. Are they going to double this guy? Double, you can't double everybody when you got five guys out. Mm-hmm. So Jameis Winston's job will be to identify where the matchup is, where he has the best, the best options, and to get the ball out of his hands. And that's where we talked to Bruce, and he talked about not keeping guys in. The protection is on the quarterback now as much as it's on anybody on the offensive line. So that recognition will have to be what they do. Defensively, I don't know what they're going to be yet. i, I got to be honest with you. I don't think we've seen enough of, of the first team. And, and quite frankly, and Derek Brooks mentioned it here, we really don't know what Todd Bowles has, has figured out about his talent and, and that trust that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any linebackers blitz through the whole preseason. Nope. They bring their linebackers a lot. Devin White did not make any plays, really. He had like four tackles. I think you're going to see him involved in some pass rush. Um, you know, and, 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 it, and the guys outside, however they, they get that rush, the guys outside have to hold up in that press man coverage. Now, the good thing is the 49ers don't have elite wide receivers. Yes. They get it done with their tight end primarily in George Kittle, and they'll have to find a way to cover him probably with more than one guy. Um, but I'm interested to see what Todd Bowles, what that pressure package, that combination of pressure and coverage, it's been very good so far in the preseason. But I think the key has been nobody's run the football on him. You know, is Vita Vea going to play? Is Ndamukong Su and Vea going to be those guys in the middle that you just can't move? You know, that, that to me is going to be where the game is won or lost. If they can make Jimmy Garoppolo one-dimensional and have to hold the ball, He's coming off a knee injury. That can't be easy for him. He did not look good in the preseason. No, and I think, you know, the young secondary is still the biggest question on this Bucks defense. I mean, yeah. We know Todd Bowles is creative in the way he can draw up pressure, and it's not just relying on three or four players. It's going to be using a, a mix of seven players to create that pressure. 
But can the young defensive backs, and most of them are in their first or second year, can they sustain coverage? Now, the good news is, as you said, San Francisco doesn't have a lot of elite receivers. No. It's probably a good matchup for that secondary it in the first week. probably is, first week, yeah. You know, you're not facing the Saints Julio and Michael Jones Thomas or, or Julio Thomas, Jones. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not facing receivers like that the first week. That's so right. that's going to help them. Ease is not the right word. And a but quarterback who might have a little bit of rust. Too, absolutely. Right? And has not looked good in the preseason at all. Yeah. Um, so that definitely helps you. But can they – can they get enough rush to where Garoppolo stays uncomfortable yeah. and stays not in a good rhythm, which he has not been in the preseason? I think what we saw of Garoppolo, the one game that he that you know, he bounced back from, but the one game I think he was 0 for 6 with an interception, he was very hesitant to step up in the pocket. And, there, and, and there's a mental hurdle that goes with coming off an ACL injury. I don't care what position you play, but particularly quarterback, when you have to be comfortable with guys at your feet. You have to be comfortable with people, and, to, and and but you have to step up into that pile to get those passing lanes, and he was trying to loop himself outside and get away from the pressure, and if he does that, I think the Bucks could have a good chance of getting him on the ground and, and making some things happen, but it'll be, you know, be experience for him as well. Derek Brooks said it. I think this is a close game, and close games usually are determined by a kick. Can the curse be reversed? I, I'm telling you. I've watched, I watched every kick this kid made, and oh, by the way, Cairo Santos was picked up by the Tennessee Titans and had an unbelievable training camp. For as much as Matt Gay you know, made as many field goals as he made, Cairo Santos was right there with him mm -hmm. and, and even made some 50-plus yarders. But Matt Gay is coming off an unbelievable week, so he goes out after the final preseason game. He leaves from Dallas, goes out to Utah, his wife delivers a baby boy, I think, on Tuesday. By Wednesday, he's back here practicing. Let's hope all that emotion and fatigue that goes with being a first-time father and, you know, the worry from 2,000, 2,500 miles away, let's hope that's channeled in a good way because you and I both know that when, when Bruce Arians lays his head on that pillow Saturday night and he does that mental checklist, there is no way he's going to know for sure if that kick comes down to a clutch kick. Mm -hmm whether or not Matt Gay is going to deliver. But this guy is a rare talent. I'll be honest with you, I, they had no choice but to keep the kid. His, his range and accuracy, the combination of those two things, and he's a tough kid. He's a kid that played soccer. He's mm -hmm. a kid that, is, that, that sort of embraces. But he's never pressure. made a game-winning kick. Never. In college, he never had the opportunity. It wasn't his fault. He just never got yeah, a chance. never had the opportunity. But he did make two in the preseason, yes, if he that did. counts for anything. Yes. But and, and you've mentioned it throughout the preseason. The ball sounds different it coming does. off his oh, foot. Oh, it does. It, it, it's different than in Santos or Aguayo or yeah. name the kickers that we've had since Matt Bryant yeah. here in Tampa Bay. It sounds different. And your hope is is that he can do it. Now, the good thing is, is being a father, you know, the first few nights are not fun. No. But the baby's 2,500 miles away. <laughs> That's right. He's sleeping. Baby's not keeping he's him up sleeping. on Saturday night. She might not be sleeping, but he's <laughs> sleeping. Uh, or at least now maybe with the time difference and the worry and he's on the phone, I don't know. Um, but you hope that, uh, that he'll be able to come through. But, yeah, he's a bigger guy, and the good thing about it, the reason why he has all this power is because of his size, mm -hmm. and he doesn't have to, you know, smallish kickers, even guys like Cairo Santos, they have to kind of wind up and get a little oomph to mm -hmm. kick the ball 50-plus. Matt Gay kicks every ball the same, and so that, that's a big advantage for him. All right, uh, prediction time. I have said, first of all, season-wise and then game-wise, I think the Bucs are going to win this game only because they're at home. Everybody in our staff picked the Bucs. I'm not sure why. That ner makes me nervous because I, I think that one of us has to be wrong here. But um, I just think that, that, that San Francisco having to go 3,000 miles, Garoppolo not having played a lot, 
Um, I give the edge a little bit. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think mm-hmm. turnovers early in the season, like Derek Brooks said, you, this is when you see them at the beginning of the year. That's going to determine it. And again, I think it's going to be a close game. I'll give the Bucks the edge. It was a pick'em game going in. Now I think the Bucks are about a point and a half or so. Yep. But I'm going to say they win. They beat the 49ers on opening day, and then four days later they got to go to Carolina. So this is a big, big game for them. Obviously, I think you need to win this game if you're the Bucks for a lot of reasons. I think it's to build the momentum and, and the new defense, the new coaching staff, James Winston, yeah. going on the road for the second week on Thursday short night. Week. So you've got a short week. You're not going to get a lot of prep or practice in right. this week. So I think this first game is important. I'm not sold on San Francisco's offense with Jimmy Garoppolo right now. I don't think they're in the right place. I don't think they have enough weapons on the outside. I think Tampa Bay's got too many weapons on the outside. Right. Um, As long as they can keep that pass rush off enough. I I think Tampa Bay wins this game too. I I don't think it's high scoring, but I think they win by a touchdown or nine or ten points. Usually a one-score game uh, is what you you, you end up with. As far as season predictions, we were asked to do those. Normally I wouldn't do it. Look, I – I don't know what this team is, and I don't think anybody does and won't really have a better a better feel for it. It's just the schedule is really rough. They need to get a good start because they're going to go seven weeks without playing in Tampa Bay from September 22nd to November 10th is an eternity in the National Football mm-hmm. League. They're going to fly some 27,000 miles if you include preseason. That's not an easy thing to do. I'm going to say they're going to be 8-8, eight and eight, and if they, if they play better than that, 9-10 wins, that's a huge success for Bruce Arians and probably means we see Jameis Winston next year as a franchise player or something. But right around that 8-8, and only because I think the NFC South, once again, is unpredictable and is mm-hmm. I think all three of those teams got better. I agree. I think there's just probably a six or seven win team. Yeah. But I think they're going to be in every game. I don't. You're not going to see where last season – you know, you name the, the game. Chicago the, the Bears, Chicago Bears, you, know, you know, score 35 in the first right. half. I, they're they're going to be in the games. I, I, I still don't think their defense has enough experience, in, particularly on the back end, that right. I think they're going to get burnt more than you'd like to this season, and that's part of growing up as right. rookies and second-year defensive backs. Um, you know, we'll see how creative Todd Bowles can get with the pressure to help those DBs out over the season. Yeah. I think the, the long seven weeks off where there's five games in there, including London, which is considered a home game, but we know it's not. Right. You know, that makes the schedule tougher. So I see six or seven wins, but I think they're going to be in basically every game, which means that it could turn into nine or ten wins. If, you know, you get a couple kicks right. If Matt Gay is making game-winning kicks, yeah, maybe that turns it around. You know, I think it's possible for that, but I, I the schedule and, and how young they are in the secondary, I think it's, it's six or seven. I'm wins. just thinking of people listening to this going, really, six, seven, <laughs> eight? Okay, thanks. Um, look, we don't know. Nobody knows. We don't know what's going to happen in the Packers and the Bears as we sit here tonight. Yeah. Uh, that's why they play the game. So the National Football League is back. Thank God preseason is over and it all gets started tonight. And then, of course, on Sunday, it's uh, Bucks and the Bears. The or, Sorry, Bucks and the 49ers. The Rays began a series uh, against the Toronto Blue Jays. They started Thursday night before yeah. we're, they're actually playing as we're taping this and podcast tonight. 21 so. games left. This is going to be a, a sprint to the finish. I don't know uh, if you know, but the Oakland A's came back down. A bunch of runs. Yep. They managed to win again. Cleveland did lose Cleveland on did Thursday. Lose. So you, you some help that, there. That worst case, you stay the same ahead of them. Right. So uh, that, depending on the race, do. That's going to be an interesting series. And then, of course, a lot of college football this weekend. None of the Florida teams, I think, are involved in any games that should be that. USF difficult. at Georgia Tech could be a good it's game. A good and, game. And, you know, you'd like to see USF back. bounce back. Power 5 team. They got waxed, of course, last week by Wisconsin. We will talk about all of that on Sports Day Tampa Bay. Our thanks to the Identity 
Steve, tell them how you can get your podcast. Some people don't understand where they can where they can find our podcast. It's on daily Monday through Friday. Yeah, so podcast, you subscribe to it, but when you say subscribe, it's it's free. It's free. Yes, so you right. subscribe anywhere you can get podcasts, and usually on your phone you can do it. If you have the if you have an Apple phone, there's a podcast app. If you have Google, it's the Google Play app, and you just search for Sports Day Tampa Bay, and you can download it there. There's also third party software you can get if you prefer to use a different app to download podcasts. Uh, just to do a search for Sports Day Tampa Bay. We're in all those places as well. Our thanks to Derek Brooks for joining us here, and our thanks to the identity for having us. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. He's Steve Versnick. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.